I want my best games on the best platforms covered by the best announcing teams. Period. End of story. Hey, hey, welcome back, everybody. This is episode 62 of the Announcer Schedules podcast. I am your host, Mike Gill, along with Phil DeMont-Mollin. He is the voice, the face, everything behind the handle at Announcer Skids. You guys have been following him over 25,000 followers strong on Twitter, getting all the updated information on NFL, NBA, baseball, uh, hockey, college football, you name it. We've got it, and of course, we're going to talk a little bit about all the different things that are going on. But first, don't forget, like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast feed. Last word on sports. You get three podcasts. Tell me a story I don't know with George Offman. Last word on sports media with TJ Reeves drops on Wednesday. And Phil and I are here. We record on a Thursday. It should drop a little bit later on today. And we got a lot of stuff to dive into. Phil, you caught me. This is the one day I am working for a couple of weeks here. I I was off all week. I came in today just to record the podcast. And then I am off until September the 5th. Wow. Got to love that dedication to the announcer schedules podcast. Mike, looking forward to our conversation today because we're inching closer and closer to the start of regular season college football and NFL action. And uh, you can kind of start to feel it in the air a little bit. Yeah, this weekend we actually have the first college football games. We will get into that in just a moment. But first, let's start off with some NFL news and notes. We've got the final week of the preseason. That is uh, happening tonight. We are recording on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then we'll start playing games for real. Yeah, regular season starts on Thursday, September 7th. So still, you know, a couple weeks away from that. That'll be that NBC opener, Lions and Chiefs. But tonight, you know, there's some some opportunities in terms of, you know, some national announcing teams and being able to get a good look at them. Amazon Prime will have Colts and Eagles. Uh, so that'll be the, the A-team of Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet, and Kaylee Hartung on that one. So they'll do the the one preseason game. But again, NBC will do that season opening Thursday. Then Amazon Prime will come back in and, on week two. And then it's worth mentioning tomorrow night on Friday, Lions and Panthers. And you might be wondering, like, why the heck are they mentioning a Lions-Panthers NFL preseason game? Well, it's going to be on the big uh, CBS network, first of all, so national audience. And then it will be the debut of one of those new CBS announcing teams that we had mentioned. Andrew Catalan, former guest of the podcast, Tiki Barber, Matt Ryan making his debut altogether as far as a uh, network analyst, and then A.J. Ross on the sidelines. Um, I think this is a a really valuable game, especially for Matt Ryan in that three-man booth that we've been talking about. Uh, Great chance for them to get some experience before the regular season starts. But again, it's on CBS, so... You know, the, the expectations will be, be high, I'm sure, from, from everybody who's putting together that broadcast as well. And then, you know, more um, NFL preseason action. If you want to catch some of these uh, more regional or local uh, preseason crews that we mentioned a bunch on last week's show, uh, the way it works is if you see one of those games on NFL Network this weekend, it'll be the home TV crew 
uh, broadcasting. So, for instance, on Saturday, Browns Chiefs, you'll get the Chiefs crew, which includes Trent Green as the analyst. Um, you know, Rams Broncos on Saturday night, for instance, you'll you'll get uh, Steve Levy on the call, and then finally on Sunday night on Fox Texans Saints. Uh, that'll be the A team for Fox uh, doing that game. So it's interesting, kind of the the networks coming in as the preseason's coming to a close here. Um, even though it's preseason football, and you know these games certainly, uh, at least to me, seem very meaningless come the the third and fourth quarters. Uh, they are valuable properties, you know, to these networks and continuing to to get some decent ratings and that kind of thing. So we'll see oh, yeah. uh, Burkhardt, Olsen, Andrews, and Rinaldi on that Texan Saints game. Yeah, and uh, you know, and these guys are using these like the players are to get ready for the regular season. I'm calling three games tomorrow. And I have not called a football game since last year. I wish I had a couple games to get ready for uh, to call three games tomorrow. I'm doing back-to-back games and then a third game uh, at night. And I I wish I had a little bit to uh, prepare for just to kind of get ready. That first game, you do feel a little rusty, and that's kind of what these guys are doing, kicking off the the rust from not having football. They've A lot of these guys have been doing other sports, but you want to get that rhythm. And a lot of these guys, Phil, are working with new partners. Yeah, that that's right. And, you know, what comes to mind is if listeners want to check out, if they haven't heard it already, the most recent podcast on this feed with TJ Reeves on the Last Word on Sports Media podcast, his guest was Chris Myers. And, of course, we know Chris Myers as, you know, the host of the, the NASCAR coverage and, you know, doing uh, national games uh, for Fox and running the Fox desk and, and all of these things for all these years. Well, what folks might not know and what TJ and, and Chris talked about quite a bit was you know chris for the last 20 years mike has been doing tampa bay buccaneers uh play-by-play for these preseason games and it actually was where he got his first um you know as far as uh nfl goes at least play-by-play uh, opportunity that has eventually uh, got him as a, a regular uh, play-by-play announcer on a regular package for the for the nfl for fox and tj and chris talked quite a bit about preparation and then also the benefit of calling these preseason games. And Chris is also doing some college football games this year. And he says he equates it a lot to that because the preseason rosters are so much bigger than what you see on a regular season NFL game that you have to do that much more prep. And they're closer to what you experience when you're preparing for a college football game where those rosters are so lengthy. So interesting talk there if you're into the behind the scenes stuff and how the prep works for the play-by-play announcer, but plus some great anecdotes from Chris as far as his history, his roots uh, dating all the way back to his Miami radio days. So uh, can't recommend that one enough, that conversation, TJ and Chris. And yeah, you're right. Uh, Mike, you know, a lot of opportunities here for these announcers. And we talked about it a bunch last time. These these NFL announcers uh, see these preseason crews as very valuable um, in terms of getting some rhythm, some reps, building relationships, that kind of thing. And, yeah, we'll uh, we'll watch this last weekend of preseason football and check out some of these crews. Uh, let's go to Chris Fowler's news uh, because Chris is uh, going to be a part of the second Monday night football team. And that doesn't mean it's just going to be this, you know, one time shot. There's going to be a couple games that ESPN is going to use a second team for. Uh, so there's going to be a few options for Chris Fowler and this new team. Yeah, Chris Fowler, Dan Orlovsky, Lewis Riddick, and Laura Rutledge on the sidelines. Uh, they'll debut with Saints and Panthers in week two, and then they're they're also 
uh, on the docket for Rams Bengals in week three. Uh, this is a secondary Monday night football crew, in addition to, of course, Buck Aikman and Salters. And, you know, some of these weeks, you know, there's overlapping games. Uh, this was the spot that Steve Levy uh, had last year. And uh, this was part of a new multi-year deal with ESPN and kind of Interestingly enough, Mike, it was announced on his birthday, on Fowler's birthday. What a birthday present to be able to, you know, enjoy this this new contract. Uh, just to put it in perspective, Fowler, this is his 37th year at ESPN, and he turned 61 on Wednesday. So that's a, more than well over half of his lifetime he's worked at 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 ESPN and you know not only will he be doing uh five NFL games as a play-by-play announcer this year he'll continue to be the lead play-by-player on Saturday night college football with Kirk Herbstreet it'll be his 10th college football national championship that he'll call this year and then also he's juggling uh this time of year uh U.S. Open tennis where he'll be doing a bunch of uh, coverage for ESPN there as well. So uh, big news here as far as this new assignment for for Chris Fowler, which comes in conjunction with that deal. And uh, we'll, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that crew as well. Fowler, Orlovsky, and Riddick. Yeah, I know uh, Orlovsky uh, did the game four. Now he's going to go to some NFL. Riddick did those Thursday night college games as well. Uh, so this is uh, going to be kind of a new team here that I'm looking forward to to see how Orlovsky and Riddick, I like both of those guys uh, in the studio atmosphere, and they both have done – uh, commentary, but we'll see them now together. And I like that pairing. I talk about this a lot. You mentioned Matt Ryan before. Uh, I don't mind a three-man booth. I always just wonder, if you're going to do a three-man booth, why not have one offensive perspective and one defensive perspective as the three-man so you can kind of hear both sides of what happens on a play. What did the offensive guy see? What did the defensive guy see? That, to me, maximizes the three-man booth. I don't think enough uh, of the networks do that. You mentioned Andrew Catalan, who's been a guest of the show. He's working with Tiki Barber, a running back, and Matt Ryan, a quarterback. Uh, well, they're both offensive players. If you're doing a three-man, give me both perspectives, offense and defense, and uh, that's why I'm kind of looking for Dan, a quarterback. Lewis Riddick was a defensive back, and I think the defensive backs, we talked about this on a past pod, the different positions the analysts play. But I think the defensive backs give really good perspective in today's game because there's so much passing going on. Uh, I loved when Aqib Talib did the games. I know he had some mixed reviews. He was very polarizing in his uh, analysis sometimes. But as a, a corner, I thought he really gave you great insight on coverage, which a lot of people I just don't think when you're watching a game understand all that much, especially in today's game. So I'm looking forward to Riddick and Orlovsky together on that one. Uh, well, and Mike, the, you know, the other thing that Riddick and Orlovsky bring as a, as a tandem in that three man booth is Riddick's experience on the management side and as a scout and as a player personnel guy. And so that's a, that's an interesting way to, to go at it as well in terms of, you know, if you got a three person booth, go with one former player, perhaps in one slot and maybe a former you know, uh, personnel guy in yeah, the other spot are, because there's different perspectives. ESPN is using Mike Tannenbaum, I believe, on some games now. So maybe they're trying yep. to get him, you know, uh, to feel more comfortable as an analyst in that role. I know our friend Sal Palantonio, who's not a network uh, a front office guy, but he is a guy who has reported on the game, wrote a lot of books. So you're seeing them use different, um, you know, not just a former player, 
in that analyst role sometimes. So uh, interesting stuff there. And we know, you know, ESPN, it seems anyway, we don't know this, but it seems that they want more versatility out of their talent. They want people to be able to do multiple things um, with what's going on uh, out there. Of course, uh, we got the NFL preseason. We've got uh, Chris Fowler, the, the – uh, um, doing the Monday night second games, but we also have a new Sunday night, or excuse me, Monday night countdown crew uh, that we're going to see for the first time. So ESPN, this is interesting. I'm I'm very interested interested to see how they do this. Scott Van Pelt is now going to be a part of Monday night countdown. He generally was back in the studio, I believe. I guess he's in Washington D.C. And when that Monday night football game was over, he kind of anchored the coverage from there. He would bring Buck and Aikman on. The Scott Van Pelt post-game sports center has kind of become a big signature thing for them. So I'm interested to see how they you do this with him now being a part of this show. Yeah, that that's a really good point as far as that that part of it. And it will be interesting to see. And I, I agree, you know, that that sort of was um some really compelling television at times. And uh, you know, how are they gonna the manage that? Uh what's gonna happen with the SVP show on those Monday nights and so forth. So certainly something to keep an eye on. And yeah, th- this new Monday night countdown crew, um, of course, Susie Colber and Steve Young no longer with ESPN, you know, part of, you know, those those massive layoffs that we've seen these last couple months and that kind of thing. And so, you know, the question was who was going to replace Susie and also Steve Young in the in these spots. And um, Scott Van Pelt ends up getting the assignment to add to his uh, resume. And, you know, others uh, on the show, newcomers include Ryan Clark, uh, he's a real up-and-comer, uh, no doubt, at ESPN. Uh, Marcus Spears uh, will also be part of the program. And then coming back uh, will be um, Robert Griffin the third, as well as, of course, the insider Adam Schefter. Uh, also look for Larry Fitzgerald Jr. and Alex Smith to have uh, some roles as well on that program. So, you know, the beat goes on for, for Monday night. Uh, countdown. There haven't been too many hosts over the years, whether it be, you know, Susie Colber or Stuart Scott, or I believe even before that, uh, Chris Berman, you know, did it for a little while, but Scott Van Pelt grows, goes into that role. And uh, yeah, you know, one more element to keep an eye on. That's a really good point, uh, Mike, as far as, you know, what happens with that sports center slot. Yeah, that's the big sports center. I mean, the Scott Van Pelt post game. I mean, no matter what game it is, uh, Monday night football, Sunday night baseball, the big college football game, whatever ESPN generally has on their network, a big NBA game, the game ends. You go to Van Pelt, he goes right back out to the site and talks to the big player, the big playmaker, the broadcasters, so it's going to be interesting to see how they do that with him kind of on site uh, with everybody there. College football, as I teased at the front, Phil, Navy, Notre Dame, and uh, some interesting news on that Navy-Notre Dame broadcast, and we got a, a bunch of other games, but that one obviously is an NBC game, uh, and we have uh, some news there. Yeah, that'll actually be the kickoff of the uh, college football season for 2023 and Navy and Notre Dame going at it in Dublin, Ireland. So that's always uh, an interesting uh, location for a game like this, of course. And Jock Collinsworth was scheduled to call this game along with Jason Garrett, Zora Stevenson on the sidelines. That's your regular 
Notre Dame on NBC crew. Uh, well, did get word. It was reported um, yesterday as we're recording this that Jack Collinsworth's unable to make the trip due to some, you know, um, feeling under the weather, it sounds like. And so Noah Eagle uh, will make his NBC college football debut. Eagle, of course, you know, was named to that uh lead Big Ten uh, crew with NBC working alongside Todd Blackledge. Well, what a debut he's going to have the opportunity to make with this NBC college football uh, package for this year, doing this big Navy Notre Dame game to kick off the season. Uh, so best of luck to that crew. And Mike, just overall, when I look at week zero, I'm I'm one of these college football junkies that just kind of loves these kind of weeks because the games are so obscure and so strange in terms of the actual matchups, but everyone seems to tune in and actually care because they've been starved for football for so yeah. long. And you look at some of these matchups like UTEP Jacksonville state on CBS Sportsnet with Rich Waltz and Aaron Taylor and Amanda Guerra. That's a five 30 PM Eastern start on CBS sports network, <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on that just because it's, it's football in general, Ohio, San Diego state on, on FS one with Tim Brand and Spencer Tillman. How about this for ESPN's first FBS game? They've got an FCS kickoff Mercer in North Alabama earlier in the day, but their first FBS game of the season on ESPN, UMass and New Mexico State with John Schriffen, Rocky Boyman and Don Davenport. There's some other matchups as well, including, you know, FIU and Louisiana Tech. I mean, these games are like, huh? Like, you know, you've got to be a degenerate gambler or, uh, you know, a loyal alum to any of these schools to actually want to pay attention on a normal week. But because it's week zero and we've been missing college football for so long, folks will be tuning in and great opportunities for the announcers to kick off their season as well. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, a lot of uh, week zero. These are kind of, uh, I would imagine, kind of like the college football announcers warm up games. Get yourself a game under your belt uh, before people really start to pay attention there. But uh, I will say it's not this week. We'll talk about it next week and maybe we'll have to get TJ on. But TJ Reeves is calling my Mountaineers against Penn State. Uh, for Compass next week, he's got a huge assignment, Penn State, West Virginia, to kick off the season. T.J. Reeves on the call there. I actually texted him, Phil. I said, do you need a spotter? <laughs> nice. To, yep. I, I want to see if I can get in the boot for that game, man. Uh, so we'll we'll uh, maybe we'll grab T.J. next week. I think he's doing the game, I'm pretty sure, with LeVar Arrington uh, is who his partner is uh, for that Compass Media game. That's next week, though. Uh, oh, I won't even be here next week. He's filling in for me next week. Perfect time, right, TJ? Yeah, so we'll be able to preview that that debut for the, for the Compass uh, oh. Media crew. Yeah, no doubt. 
But uh, we'll we'll be uh, thinking about you, Mike, as you're you're enjoying the mountains just, up there. I just forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, um, we talk about the um, the Fox game announcers. The big noon kickoff cast has been announced as well. Yeah. So um, we mentioned this a little bit last week, you know. But uh, Fox put out their press release. Very few changes in terms of the college football um, announcers of the games. Uh, you know, once again, just Gus. Johnson, Joel Klatt, and Jenny Taft as the lead team. They'll debut on Thursday of next week, a week from tonight as we're recording this, Nebraska in Minnesota. Uh, Jason Benetti, Brock Heward, and Allison Williams. Uh, the B team, Tim Brando and Spencer Tillman. Uh, they've got that Ohio-San Diego State game during week zero. A uh, cool place for them to be able to kick off their season. That crew who's who's worked together for so long, that's 7 p.m. on Saturday night. Uh, Jeff Levering and Mark Helfridge, uh, a crew that I'll have the, um, you know, blessing to get to work with throughout the season. Eric Collins and Devin Gardner, our crew's uh, first game uh, will be next Thursday. Check that next Thursday. Yep. Kent State and UCF. Uh, Alex Faust and Petros Papadakis, uh, one of those crews. And we mentioned Chris Myers. He'll be working some college football games with Robert Smith. And the big noon kickoff, as you mentioned, um, the one change there is no Reggie Bush on the cast. Uh, Mark Ingram, uh, the second, uh, joins the big noon kickoff cast. Uh, Rob Stone, uh, the host and a lot of the usual sp- suspects there. The other addition to that big noon kickoff, who we've talked about a bunch on the program, Chris the Bear Felica, you know, making the move over from ESPN. Uh, he'll be the sports wagering expert, and Stanford Steve moving into his spot over on ESPN College Game Day. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that big noon kickoff. We'll get started with week one, Colorado and TCU in the Dallas Fort Worth area on uh, Saturday, September 2nd, and then Johnson, Clatt, and Taft will then broadcast that game in week one. All right, uh, and uh, we mentioned last week, and I talk about it a lot. Obviously, I'm a radio programmer and uh, love listening to games on radio and that all these games are on radio. There's so many different outlets, and then Learfield Sports announced their uh, Saturday night college football uh, schedule for the first three weeks. Yeah, um, and also their their announcing team this this year, which you know Learfield's been doing this for a few seasons now. Um, I know Kate Scott was handling the play by play role for for a bit there, and now Chris Hassel will move into that spot, and then Mike Golick Jr. His dad, Mike Golick Sr., you know, was the original analyst on this uh, fairly new Learfield package. Uh, they'll have 13 college football national radio games throughout the season, uh, kicking off with a big one in, in my neck of the woods, North Carolina versus South Carolina neutral site game in Charlotte in week one. That's where ESPN College Game Day will be as well in week one. But we'll keep an eye on Learfield, all the other, you know, uh, national radio uh, uh, broadcasters out there and you know great to see that this radio product radio play-by-play continues to to thrive in the the you know the college football and pro football you know side of things yeah we uh mentioned uh tj doing games for compass espn radio has games westwood one has games uh touchdown radio has games learfield now has a national game on top of the fact that you can essentially find whatever college you want to and pick a game or pick a school if you want to air uh, games through Learfield, IMG, all those type of things. Um, there is another radio outlet, I believe it's called Gridiron Radio, that I believe, Phil, uh, is 
because I get the emails from Sports USA. Lyle Gordon is uh, the guy over there that sends me the Sports USA stuff for the NFL. I don't know if it has something to do with Sports USA or he's just the affiliate rep for Gridiron, but there is another outlet called Gridiron Radio that is offering some games, and they have a good schedule. Uh, they, you know, Touchdown Radio, another one, that is Gino Toretta, uh, who is the analyst on that, and, and they have some good, solid games if uh, you're looking for an outlet. And, they, and what I like about them is they do a la carte. You don't have to full carry the full schedule of Touchdown Radio or Gridiron. If you like a game that week, you, you pick that one game that best, best fits your market. And uh, I see the first three games for Learfield, you mentioned North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, Alabama. I mean, can you get a bigger college football game than those two names? Texas versus Alabama is the week two game. And then Pitt, West Virginia is the week three game. I mean, some massive rivalry games, uh, or a massive rivalry game, Pitt, West Virginia, uh, Texas, and Alabama. I mean, not a rivalry, but huge names in the college football world. So uh, check that out. All right, let's go to baseball because, uh, man, b- believe it or not, we're getting ready to flip the calendar to September baseball games. Uh, we got Fox this weekend, and then, of course, Sunday night baseball. Yeah, coming down the stretch here with the regular season of MLB, uh, there's some more Fox games. You know, they've been showing these double um, or actually two or three games across the country, you know, with the country split up depending on your your region. And, you know, there'll be three games across Fox during that primetime slot on Saturday of this weekend, Kevin Kugler, former guest of the podcast, along with Tom Verducci on Cubs Pirates, Jason Benetti, uh, and John Smoltz. Benetti, you know, will be doing a bunch of college football, of course, on Fox. Uh, they'll be calling Cardinals Phillies. Then Kenny Albert and AJ Prezinski, Ken Rosenthal reporting for Rangers Twins. And then Sunday night, uh, because the the Little League World Series is going on and Carl Ravitch will be uh, tied up with that, we'll get a chance to see for the first time this season uh, on Sunday Night Baseball, Boog Shambi handling the play-by-play call. Uh, that'll be the Braves-Giants matchup. Uh, Boog alongside Eduardo Perez and David Cohn. Buster Olney reporting on that one. And the Sunday Night Baseball crew, which um, – on the radio side is typically Boog, but we've also seen Roxy Bernstein in that slot quite a bit. Another guest of the podcast, Mike Cousins, will handle play-by-play duties along with former player Greg Olson. Uh, so, yeah, you know, uh, baseball continues to march on. And, you know, it's 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 interesting now that we're getting towards football, it's worth keeping an eye on these announcer schedules because a lot of these names we're mentioning will also have football duties on any given you know weekend so it's interesting to see how fox fs1 espn uh, espn radio uh, manages you know these different schedules and so forth because you mentioned guys like kugler bonetti and albert and all three of those guys will have football assignments every weekend you know uh, beginning shortly here yeah uh and uh speaking of carl ravich in the little league world series uh that big uh, event culminates this weekend in did you know that it is actually south williamsport it is not actually williamsport pa wow so all these date lines all these ap style date lines um you know that everyone's cranking out including the announcer schedules twitter feed has had it incorrect all this time mike you know the little league world series by the way uh I just left there i just got back at two o'clock in the morning and uh that's where i was the last couple of days 
The Little League World Series originally was founded and began in Williamsport. In fact, I visited the original field. It is still standing, and it still hosts the league there, which, ironically enough, is not affiliated with Little League Baseball. Uh, The new ballpark is, or the two ballparks, Volunteer and Lamedade, uh, are in a town called South Williamsport. It is right over the bridge from Williamstown, uh, but it is technically in South Williamsport, PA, which is where the Little League World Series, which I saw Carl and Jessica uh, Mendoza and that whole crew um, doing the games. Uh, man, they are – that is a uh, very – Todd Frazier as well um, doing the games at the main stadium and then the volunteer stadiums where the international game was – it's a crammed little box up there, and they're doing one game after another, really. I mean, that, that is a uh, pretty impressive feat to have those games with those guys and those crews calling every single game for the most part. It's small up there, man. It is, And you're not inside a contained room. You're kind of just hanging out in the open up there. Yeah, interesting. I appreciate you kind of bringing that into to focus. And, yeah, this weekend, you know, there'll be – games as we get to the championship portion ravage jessica mendoza todd frazier julie fowdy as well part of that you know lead team but you know mike monaco has been involved in the coverage tim kirchin i mean big names that that are are deployed you know to south williamsport you know for for these uh matchups and um yeah you know like that that's interesting as far as that the booth goes you know um, early in the coverage, you know, they, they were rotating, you know, the the um, announcers quite a bit. You know, they had kind of this pool of announcers, um, you know, mainly Monaco and Ravage doing the play-by-play side, but a bunch of different analysts. And that's always kind of an interesting little, you know, um, exercise in terms of musical chairs goes when you've got to switch over one booth from, you know, one crew to the next in, in, in quick time as well. Uh, but, uh, Hey, ESPN, ABC, uh, have been pouring big resources into this event. They obviously take it very seriously, give it great, you know, time slots in, uh, obviously, you know, it, from a business standpoint, it, it must make sense. And it's become an iconic event that, you know, people are used to seeing every summer. It is definitely a bucket list type of thing. Go see it one time, check out the campus, walk around. You would just be amazed at like how, you know, big this event is. You, you talk about the broadcast, Julie Fowdy, uh, rise around in like a little um, it almost looks like when the pitchers used to come in in the 70s on like uh, one of those type of golf carts she has a little mobile they drive her all around the little kids are chasing her all over the place Julie 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 they all want her to stop and take pictures um, it is weird when you see the game on television the way they present it to you as opposed to being there you know they have the families in, seating in these areas that are obviously roped off for them and they are essentially the only people that are really cheering at these games. It's, it, I mean, there's cheering going on when there's, like, big plays. But most people are just there. They don't have a rooting interest. They're just there to take it in. And then you have the families that are just into it because it's their kids playing. But it makes it appear that, you know, this place is raucous all the time. But it is very laid back, just kind of – there's times of the games where you could hear a pin drop. Like, nothing's mm. happening – because, you know, the kids are just playing and everybody, most people are there just for the event, not for rooting interest. I, I find that dynamic, the way they present it on TV, very interesting. And I sat like next to the Japanese parents. And there's literally a camera guy who must be just be assigned to stand in front of them at all times. 
And whatever they do, and I, you know, obviously, I think they probably tell him, "Hey, we need you to do this or that." Um, and the camera guy just stands there, just waiting for you know them to go. And you hear these like cheers and chants. It is a pretty uh, unique atmosphere at the games. I was sitting next to the Curacao parents one game, um, and I do notice, you know, a lot of the the broadcast. You know, they're up there. And they're kind of up there the whole day. I mean, they're kind of, you know, as I said, it's not a contained room. You're up in like a like an airplane hangar almost. I mean, it's like hanging from the ceiling up there. Uh, so it's a tough, it's a long day for, for these broadcasts. But I thought it was a pretty interesting, you know, uh, way to, 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 to kind of see how they do the broadcast. They got a lot of people on site there, ESPN. They own that town for about two weeks. Mm, yeah, it makes sense when I when I consider, you know, just how many games they're they're airing. And again, like, you know, it's getting top flight coverage, you know, as far as placement goes, ESPN, ABC and so forth. Big priority to the network. No well, doubt. And you figure I was at a game yesterday, uh, the California against um, Tennessee, and they announced, you know, an estimate of 10,000 people at that game, the game before, which was a nine inning amazing game. I mean, just a crazy back and forth stuff going on um that game they announced that there was about nine thousand people so you're rolling ten nine ten thousand people in there now a lot of them might be the same and they might stay for multiple games but you're rolling nine to ten thousand people through plus the other stadium holds about five thousand on the other side so you're getting nine ten thousand to one game five on the other field you're rolling 15 to twenty thousand people in and out of there almost every single day it's a pretty uh it's a pretty impressive thing and they got stuff to do the food they got food everywhere i mean they got events and um you know the kids are sliding down the the thing it it is a scene if you've never been check it out and the broadcast i imagine is not easy in a in a place that tiny to do it, so uh, pretty uh, interesting up close and personal of that. I'll tell you what is getting uh, a lot of attention in terms of uh, coverage. I don't know how many people are getting a chance to see these games, but Messi uh, is continuing to kind of take over the MLS world. Well, what's interesting, Mike, you know, until last night, which was this U.S. Open Cup game, uh, Inter-Miami versus Cincinnati, uh, you would need an Apple TV Plus and um, MLS Season Pass subscription to watch any of the Messi games. Uh, this game, however, because it was part of the U.S. Open Cup and uh, those rights being owned by CBS, it was for free on CBS Sports Golazo, which is kind of an, a, a new rollout for CBS Sports and Paramount+. Plus. And so the game was on for free. Different announcing crew that we were used to seeing on Apple TV+, Plus, Andres Cordero, and the legendary Ray Hudson. I love this guy, dating back to his Fort Lauderdale Strikers uh, days. This is one of the legendary personalities in the sport of soccer, uh, Ray Hudson. But meanwhile, Messi, are you kidding me, Mike? Uh, Inter Miami is now eight and zero since Messi joined. This comeback last night was just sensational. He had, you know, this incredible assist setting up the goal. Then the game goes all the way to PKs. Of course, he drills his, you know, to to kick off the, you know, the the shootout. And uh, Messi mania just continues on. Um, you watch these road games for Inter Miami, and it's like half the crowd is dressed in pink, which is the colors of Inter Miami. Like people are just going bananas over this guy. And you know, we'll see that uh, CBS Sports Golazo Paramount Plus crew again for the U.S. Open Cup final 
which will be on September 27th. So uh, this is separate from the MOS, you know, these kind of like, um, you know, tournaments on their own that are that are happening. But uh, Messi and Inter-Miami will get back to MOS play. But, you know, we'll see that CBS Sports Golazo team again. And I think last night they I think their strategy worked. They were promoting the idea that this was available to the audience for free like crazy. You know, and I think it was a bit of a shot at, you know, Apple TV plus and some of these other streaming services where they keep on saying, you know, um, you know, go to Golazo so you can watch this for free. And in fact, like they even changed their uh, Twitter handle, um, you know, throughout the event to, to, you know, watch Messi for free on CBS Sports Golazo or something like that. And, you know, I, I think the strategy worked and probably um, a lot of folks. Uh, jumped on board and were able to catch that last night. But, uh, yeah, Messi continuing to amaze. Yep. Uh, interesting conversation uh, that at the end there, which we might be able to get into. Um, you know, I'm sure TJ could get into this a little deeper on Last Word on Sports Media, but heard Charles Barkley on the Jimmy Trainer. I haven't listened to the whole podcast. I just heard, like, the first, like, 10 to 15 minutes. And he said he will definitely be at Warner Brothers Discovery. He signed a 10-year deal. And he said he would definitely be there for the next two years. But after that, he said, I don't know, because Apple and Amazon, they might just buy everything. They could buy the NBA rights, and you don't see NBA games on free TV anymore. Uh, there's a lot of people that think that that's a strong possibility. And Charles acknowledged that uh, Warner Brothers Discovery and ESPN are worried that the NBA could go to complete streaming with Apple or Amazon Prime in the future. So we could be seeing... Sports, you know, we've seen it a little bit here and there. Baseball has a lot of games. Um, obviously, football has the prime game. The Eagles are on there tonight, so I'm going to have to go to Amazon Prime to watch the Eagles game if I want to check out the preseason. But the MLS, you can't watch an MLS game unless you have Apple. So this could be coming sooner than later. Yeah, and I, I saw one, you know, industry type or I guess more like sports business type uh, mention that ESPN and Apple – um, maybe working together, you know, and there might be a partnership there. And if that were to happen, you know, they were actually forecasting a day where a single um, entity like that, you know, Apple slash ESPN could end up owning the rights to everybody because Apple's pockets are so deep that they could just buy the entire American sports landscape. And that's where, you know, most everything would be. You know, so imagine something like that down the road as well. But, you know, certainly changing times. and We'll continue to, to keep an eye on it all. But that's interesting that Barkley mentions that despite, you know, signing that, that long-term contract with Warner Brothers Discovery and, you know, his work with TBS or TNT, rather. He uh, predicted that he will not make it to the end of the 10-year contract. He said he cannot foresee. He said uh, there is no way he will be working at 70 years old. I think he just turned 60. Uh, so, uh, and then they were going back and forth about, you know, why 70 and, you know, but it was a pretty good listen. Come on, Charles, Hubie Brown's making it to 90, man. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and, uh, I guess he said, yeah, they've been going 23 years. He doesn't want to stay too long. Um, so we'll see, but it was a good conversation. Uh, Jimmy Trainer from sports, uh, illustrated. Uh, I listened to like the first 10 minutes. I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet. I got, uh, this job here gets in the way and stuff, but, uh, I'll check out the rest of the pod. I did enjoy what I was hearing there. All right, there we go. We got a lot on the table in a short amount of time. Uh, college football this weekend. Uh, I think, um, 
you mentioned uh, that this week zero here and all these games, it, it amps up quick. You get these high-profile early games as well. We've got the Notre Dame-Navy, uh, which is the, kind of the biggest one this weekend. But next week, uh, Texas-Alabama, as we kind of mentioned, uh, is week two. So there's going to be happening fast and furious here. Looking forward to the start of college football this weekend. All right. Don't forget, like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It's easy to do. You hit the like button. You can rate us. You can give us a little message on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we like that kind of stuff. If you have questions, you can always send them in as well. Like, rate, review, subscribe to the feed. Last Word on Sports. Wednesdays, you get TJ and Last Word on Sports Media. Tuesdays, it's George Offman's great podcast, Tell Me a Story I Don't Know, that great series uh, where he interviews a lot of Chicago area uh, personalities. And, then, of course, we're here on this Thursday. And, uh, all right, I am out next week. I think TJ is going to be jumping in for me, but then I'll be back for the college football, NFL, baseball playoffs, and all that jazz. Looking forward to it. So, for Phil, I'm Mike. This has been Episode 62 of the Announcer Schedules Podcast on Last Word on Sports. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.